0: Eight nine seven seven seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty-eight hours after issuance. Cdkng.com/slash/football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: It's the Ross Tucker
0: Football Podcast. <laughs> But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday with Andrew Brandt, longtime executive for the Green Bay Packers. Now he's got almost as many jobs as I do. It's presented by our glorious patrons, the diehards that go above and beyond to support the show and To have a place where everybody knows your name. Dun, 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 dun. And they're always glad you came. Dun, dun, dun. You want to go where everybody knows your name. That place is our private Slack channel for Tuckheads like Gary Florian, the latest patron. Shout out for Gary. He is member now of the private Slack channel Love, I mean it's unbelievable how hopping is. The most patrons we've ever had by a lot. Very, very cool. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Our next, you know what? Let's do our next virtual happy hour next week. Let's do it. Next week, I want to have beers. I want to have daddy sodas with you guys. I want to get some new people on our um on our Zoom that we do through my buddy Sean. Uh, It's been awesome so far. I want to meet some new listeners. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to get some new patrons for next week, patreon.com slash RT Media. And I'm having a daddy soda with you one day next week. I just decided. I also decided the spread the word winner and sponsor confirmation email winner will be announced on Friday, like they always are. So just give us that glorious retweet at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. Or on Instagram, the like, at Ross Tucker Pod, at Ross Tucker NFL. Or Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Love the great things intern Casey is doing. Penn State's finest, awesome figure skater, who's going to be a future awesome sideline reporter. Make sure you check out what she's doing, at Ross Tucker Pod, on Twitter and Instagram, because it is Impressive! She has taken our social media to the next level, which I love. Speaking of next level, our guy Andrew Brandt always takes the conversation to the next level. That's why we have him. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. He is the host of the Business of Sports podcast, which this week was awesome. Yet again, Alejandro Bedoya, who's... Uh, a stud soccer player. How did that even come about,
1: Andrew? Yeah, Ross, there is one league that is all set to go, and it's got its dates. It's all ready. It's the reporting next week. That's Major League Soccer. And, you know, I gave a talk at Wharton School of Business, kind of a lecture to sports business and law students. And there was a guy in the audience who came up to me afterwards and introduced himself, Alejandro Bedoya, star player for the Philadelphia Union, U.S. national team player, one of the best I don't know, top 50 players in the country? Just came in the audience, follows me, wanted to hear. And he's checked in with me through the MLS MLS PA negotiations. He is as interested an athlete as I've met. I mean, how many athletes show up at a sports business lecture un- unannounced? So, anyway. I've stayed in touch with him, and once they got their deal done, I said, yeah, why don't you come on the podcast talk about it? And he talks about that, and he talks about himself as really more than an athlete. He's he's already protested gun control rights last year and shouted into a microphone after scoring a goal. It's a really interesting interview with Alejandro Bedoya of the Philadelphia Union and one of the leaders for the MLS Players Association.
0: Wow, that is awesome. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to that yet. I'm definitely... Going to listen. I'm familiar with the name, uh, but to hear what he had to say about that negotiation and also just about them being, you know, the first big league that's going to be starting up, that's, that's awesome, Andrew. By the yeah, way,
1: and, go ahead. you know, the other thing I asked about is there's a new minority partner in the Philadelphia Union, and his name is Kevin Durant. <laughs> and, uh, we had a nice talk about that, and he's all excited about, even though it's you know reported to be about 5%, but James Harden's invested in the Houston Dynamo, and it's nice to see that happening.
0: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. You know what isn't fantastic, Andrew? Missing a week with you. We can never let that happen again. I know last yeah. week uh, it was my travel, but now... I've got like 27 things I could ask you about. So I'm trying to figure out uh, the things that are most relevant, most important. I guess I'll go all the way back probably like 10 days ago at this point when the NFL players, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, etc., put out a video that really put the onus on the NFL to say, hey, we want to hear you say this stuff. And then the next day, Roger Goodell made a video where he said it. I mean, it was, it was. I thought, eye-opening on a lot of different levels, and I wanted to get your reaction to it.
1: Yeah, speaking of the podcast, and this is a disappointment, but uh, I did contact the young employees who follow me on Twitter uh, who kind of organized that video through Michael Thomas and Pat Mahomes and, Deshaun Watson and all those guys that I think it's safe to say shamed Roger Goodell into making his own video. Uh, And for a while there, Ross, they were going to come on the podcast. But a couple days later, they just said, sorry, (laughs) we're not going to come on. Uh, But it was inspired by those two what were described as rogue employees that sat in the town hall with Roger Goodell, didn't feel like they were being addressed, and organized this video, went rogue. And um, I do think that was a big impetus for Goodell putting out his own video that Friday night, which the words that struck me, Ross, were you know, beyond the we listened, we heard, we were wrong. What struck me was support was the word used, peaceful protest. Now, I'm a lawyer, <laughs> that's pretty clear. What that means to me is no discipline, no rules against peaceful protest. And what does peaceful protest mean? Well, it could mean kneeling during the anthem. could mean a lot of things. What if players do something during a timeout? What if players do something upon return from halftime? What if players do something, you know, between plays? I mean, support peaceful protest is a pretty big step. But as I've noted in my Sports Illustrated column and talking about it since, where are the owners? You know, they're the ones that really matter. And I know there have been a lot of public pledges of support and financial, and I don't discount that. But I want to hear the owners specifically endorse those three words: support peaceful protests, because that we haven't seen.
0: So what I don't understand about that is why do they need to for for what reason do they need to see that? Are you saying that legally, or you just mean to to show what quote unquote side they're on? Because from a legal standpoint, yeah. now that the commissioner has said that. We don't they don't they don't really need the own like the players don't need the owners to say it as well to feel like they can protest without without being disciplined.
1: The reason I'm saying is because we've been here uh, October 2017 and you know we remember the sons of bitches and the kneeling with the owners and then one week two weeks later wait a minute the owners are like back to business. And we heard a lot of Dallas Cowboy talk about, yeah, we have to toe the line or we're in trouble. Uh, the inmates running the asylum from the Houston ownership. You know, it just wasn't there from the ownership. Whether I mean, obviously subtle, um, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. It, it's just endorsement of the commissioner. And maybe that has come out. You know, maybe some people pointed me to some statements that don't exactly say that, but they do say the support of the movement. Um, But I guess that's my point. Like, it's great for the commissioner to say that, but what happens when we get going? Because let's be real here, Ross. The peaceful protests by NFL players, even beyond Kaepernick— has turned off a segment of the NFL team's fan base. There's no question about that. So we've got a business issue here, in my expertise. And owners are t- sort of trying to thread the needle here. How do I keep my players engaged and not turn off a segment of my fan base? I understand.
0: Very, very interesting, Andrew. And yes, I think they are trying to, as you would call it, thread the needle. You know, what did you think of the $250 million donation? Because I guess what bothers me about that is everybody just immediately says, okay, divide that by 32 teams over 10 years. It's only X amount. It's like... My issue, Andrew, is that I understand that the NFL, it's the big bad NFL and blah, blah, blah. But it's almost like, it feels like a lot of times, Andrew, no matter what they do, people are going to be critical or say it's not enough or they're not doing enough. It's like, it's almost like they can't win.
1: I totally agree with that. And there is an anti-billionaire approach out there that's so widespread. And I guess it's a cynicism. Um... You know because it's the 32 and it's an easy calculation and then you can compare it to signing a fifth round draft pick or a veteran free agent I get it and I I agree with you let's not discount this we talked about this with the players coalition of social justice causes during the time I just referenced fall of 2017 or maybe it was 18 I'm not sure but Th- that was 90-something million dollars. And everyone's like, ah, you know, come on. That can do a lot. And I think the framing has to be not so much what's coming from the net worth of each owner, but w- what's being affected. Think how much, mu- how much good $250 million can do if it's properly managed and goes to the right people. That's the way to look at it.
0: Gosh, there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about, Andrew. Uh, I, I guess I got to get your reaction when you saw Lamar Jackson video where he's running around on the beach and jumps and there's a jet ski there. I mean, just take me through exactly what would have happened in the Packers front office if you saw Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers in a video like that.
1: Well, I'll give you a better example because you said Jet Ski. I won't say the player because I do want to keep him private, but one off season, I got a call from a guy I mentioned this before New Jersey number Yeah, I was just in Cancun um, You know, is your player okay? I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, he fell off a Jet Ski, he was bleeding, they took him to the hospital I'm like, what? <laughs> so I called the agent, of course. That's where you go. And he's like, hold on. <laughs> he called the player. He said, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he got a bump to the head. He's bleeding. He got it taken care of. He's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, so my initial reaction was that and the, and the hyperventilating of John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta. My My second reaction, which is always, I guess, the more reasoned one, is what do we expect these guys to do? Like, what do we expect these guys to be doing right now? <laughs> I mean, I assume Lamar Jackson lives near a beach and wants to get out and be with his buddies. I I, I guess my question is, you know, and, and Pat Mahomes last year playing basketball, I don't know... These are young, healthy guys. Like, what? What do we expect them to do? And I always sort of wrestled with that as a Packer executive too. Um, you know, and then then the business thing. They would never ever do it in a hundred million years. But if he got hurt, they wouldn't have to pay him. Now, it sounds ludicrous for Lamar Jackson, but think about a third string player. Teams would do that. Teams would do that.
0: There's no question. And honestly, Andrew, I would say that they would be right to do that. And this is coming from a guy that was a lot of times a second string player. I mean, if a guy's out there taking unnecessary risks like that, I mean, I think guys can, you know, you can have fun. There's lots of things you can do without, you know, running around on a beach that looked like that and jumping over jet skis and stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I I personally wouldn't have a problem if a team, if a guy got injured in that manner and a team decided not to pay him. Uh, speaking of John Harbaugh, he came out Andrew and said the memos he's received on the COVID rules, if you will, the protocol for when the players come back for training camp, he says they are humanly impossible. So there's a lot of questions there, whether it's just your reaction to his thoughts and, or the liability stuff that I, that I've been wondering about with this.
1: Yeah, this is really, um, let's, let's talk about this in conjunction with, we're not going to name any names, but reports of, of positive testing players on some Texas teams. Um, This is going to be tough. (laughs) And listen, don't pigeonhole me as saying Andrew doesn't want him to play football. I just think, I don't know if we know how tough this is going to be to do this the right way. And back to my phrase, thread the needle. NBA is 100 and something pages. NFL, 100 and something pages. MLB, which is obviously in in question right now, 67 pages. (laughs) I mean, John Harbaugh's right, but he's wrong. He's right, and he's right it's going to be extremely tough to do, but he's wrong that we shouldn't do it. So how do you thread the needle? How do you figure this thing out where the protocols are so intense because we have an extremely high transmissibility of this virus, but we try to have some normalcy. And then the overall question of all this, Ross, I mean, NBA says you can't play doubles ping pong while they're practicing sweating on each other and, and playing. I, I mean, we're gonna have these 115 pages of, of protocols John Harbaugh is talking about, but then we're gonna sweat and breathed on each other. That's what just seems incoherent to me. And I'm not saying don't play, but I don't know if I don't know how you do it. I, I just I'm not sure how you do it.
0: You know what's interesting too about that, Andrew? You know, when Rudy Gobert tested positive, right?
1: Yeah. Only
0: one of his other teammates tested positive. And none of the guys they played against that night or the game before tested positive. I guess I just find that part of it interesting. Like, you know, I, I know they say it's really contagious, and it is, and all that stuff, but I don't know. I mean, isn't it somewhat telling that only one of his other teammates tested positive for it? And this is before guys were taking any protocols for it. Like, there was... Any yeah anything going on and and playing against these I mean somebody guarded him when he was out there the, the guy he was guarding the guy he, who was guarding him neither one of those guys got it so I don't know I think the whole thing's really really interesting
1: yeah I mean I guess the question then you can go the complete other way with this is those seven players on the Cowboys and Texans are now as we as we understand it immune. And as more of these guys get it, the more they are immune, if we understand it to to grant immunity after you get it. I I don't know. I mean, now we're going into territory beyond us. But I think we could spend a whole podcast. The last thing I'll say is what I'm going to be interested to see, this is happening with the NBA, opt-outs. Okay, will there be opt-outs? Now, the NBA has the added opt-out issue of not wanting to play because of social justice and social unrest. But the opt-out issue with health. Adam Silver on the new on the ESPN the other night seemed to indicate he will allow that with pay. And if that's a precedent, wow. You know, I, I think we'll see a lot of NFL players. Not a lot. I don't know what number. But if Goodell follows what I see to be a Adam Silver model, well, I think we will be a lot of opt-outs if they're paid. It'll be interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't see how you do that. I, I mean, honestly, I I totally understand if a guy wants to opt out. Totally get it. I just don't know how you pay him then. I mean, if that's the case, then why are any of the guys going out there and taking the injury risk and the wear and tear on their joints and being away from their families and the coronavirus risk? I mean, uh, it's it. I don't understand that. I, I think your contract tolls. You're still with the team for the next year. All that stuff, you still have your contract for the next year, but I don't know how they can pay guys to – to not have to go out there and, and perform or take any of the here's risks what, that all the other, here's guys my, are.
1: I guess my prediction on this is, is this, you know, what a TUE is, it's a therapeutic use exemption. People get for Adderall and steroids or whatever they have. Maybe there'll be a TUE for COVID where players come with a team doctor note with some kind of condition, or they can show a family member compromised I don't know. I mean, I think that's where we're going.
0: Well, where I'm going very shortly is to the Business of Sports podcast to listen to what you had to say with Alejandro Bedoya. That sounds fantastic. Andrew, as always, unbelievable stuff. I've got a bunch of notes written down. We do the audiograms that we post on Twitter and Instagram, at Ross Tucker Pod, and I've got a bunch of them Intern Casey is going to be busy today. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Casey.
0: Man, that was one of Andrew's best ever. One of his best ever. Speaking of best ever, get your dad the best Father's Day gift he's ever gotten. It's a story from MyFrontPageStory.com, and it's not too late. It's amazing. You talk to a writer for 10 minutes you and your siblings, or maybe just you, tell them how great your dad is. They write the most unbelievable story about him. Framed, looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. You say to your dad, I want to do something special for you, Pop. I had a story written about you. He loves it, totally unique, cool, reads it, and puts it up somewhere in the house and has a gift that stays up in perpetuity as opposed to whatever else you're going to get them for Father's Day. Myfrontpagestory.com. It's the best Father's Day gift, and I'm I'm not sure there's a close second. Let's start today, Ross, with the Cowboys. Running back, Zeke Elliott and several other team members and Texans players also tested positive for COVID-19. Right. Andrew touched on that. He didn't mention Zeke Elliott's name. I, I don't understand, I guess... What the big deal is here in the sense that, of course, there are going to be some players that test positive, especially when they're on their own doing whatever they've been doing there. Number one, there are going to be positive tests, period, and it's how you handle those. But number two, I think it would be more concerning if there were a bunch of positive tests during training camp or after these guys reported. You know, when they're all on their own and, and not in a controlled environment, there's gonna be some positive tests. But after they report, do whatever they do, they all get tested. After they're all tested, they wait for the results. Okay, everybody that's positive, that's negative, you can start practicing. If there's When there are positive tests after that, that is what I will find more interesting not guys that are getting tested now for whatever reason on their own in
1: June.
0: Meanwhile, the NFL PA says that players are going to be tested every three days and the NFL is going to lose at least $3 billion this season if there are no fans. That makes sense, testing every three days. I mean, obviously, if a guy has any symptoms or anything, I'm sure that would change. But every three days is pretty, pretty frequent. To be able to stay on top of things and isolate anyone that has a positive test. So that sounds good to me. Three billion is a lot. I think that's if there's no fans at all. My guess is there will be some fans. I don't know if it's 25%, 50%, whatever it is. Uh, That will be very interesting, Bri, as they try to figure out exactly what the balance is between staying safe but getting as many people into these buildings as they can. Some other player news includes Saint safety Malcolm Jenkins getting hired by CNN, Robert Mathis entering the Colts Ring of Honor, Giants kicker Aldrich Rosas, Rosas getting arrested for a hit and run, and Eagles Pro Bowl guard Brandon Brooks tearing his Achilles during training, and he is now lost for the season. So Malcolm Jenkins is fantastic. Uh, you know, he's exactly the way you draw it up. In terms of a real pro's pro, he's also a very concerned citizen. Really a bright guy. Really an involved guy. I think it's a a home run hire by CNN. Robert Mathis, I actually played against several times. He was unbelievably explosive, powerful, and violent for a guy that I think only weighed like 235. I mean, I don't think he gets enough credit For how violent and vicious he was. Uh, Really, really respected his game. Rosas, I I don't understand a hit and run. That's bad. I I, I don't get it. I I guess he just maybe just freaked out. I, I don't know, but you can't do that. And then the Eagles, that's a gigantic loss. I thought Brandon Brooks played as well as any guard in the NFL a year ago. And so to lose him now, before training camps even started, brutal. Because the Eagles' strength last year was their offensive line and their tight ends. And now they have question marks at left tackle, question mark at right guard, and their depth is hurt. And that's a, that's a, that's a big blow before a season's even started. And finally, the 49ers gave head coach Kyle Shanahan a new six-year extension and the 2021 Pro Bowl. It's going to be played in Las Vegas. I don't really care where the Pro Bowl is played, so I don't know why people are making a big deal out of that, Um, although I guess I'm sure there will be players that will like that and families that will like that. As for Kyle Shanahan, look, he deserves it. He's worth it. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL, and I think the Niners want to get him locked up. I do think it's interesting, though. He was already under contract for three more years. And it's not like coaches hold out. So I don't really know why the Niners felt compelled to do that. And I, I put this on Instagram after Adam Schefter posted it at Ross Tucker NFL. But, you know, they would never do this with a player, right? They would never give a player a, a new contract with three years left on his deal. And I understand that a, a decent amount of that is the injury concern, right? But really, it's the precedent. We don't want to be given a player a contract. Like we don't want to set the precedent that we give out contracts with three years left on the one you already have. Well, the Niners just did that. They just gave out a contract to somebody who had three years left on the one he already had. and And coaches don't hold out. So it's not like they had to do it. They could have waited till next year or the year after that. Like, what's Kyle Shannon going to do? Just no, I'm not going to sign it. I'm going to wait to be a free agent. I mean, I guess theoretically, but I don't know. They didn't really. It just kind of cracks me up. He deserves it though. He's worth it. Speaking of cracking me up, I love going, chatting and talking trash on our best ball drafts. We'll have another one with me and Joe Dolan coming up at the end of this month in fact on tomorrow's fantasy feast podcast joe and i are going to go through our may best ball draft that we had with listeners like you guys and just discuss some of the discuss the decisions we made and why we made them like actual real decisions we made in a real draft but you can also be one of the three people tomorrow or two more people Next week that we announce as being part of our June best ball draft where you a have a chance to make a, to win 110 bucks for free and B you get to go against me and Joe and talk trash all you have to do is go to fantasypoints.com and use the code feast with all caps fantasypoints.com code feast all caps. Do not forget, also listen to Even Money Podcast. we got a listener coming on today from Australia. He's coming on at like 1.30 in the morning his time. Just so he can talk about his NFL betting and NRL betting. What is he learning about betting coming off the virus in the National Rugby League that we can learn for NFL betting? That is today's Even Money Podcast. Shout-outs as always to Pizza Boy Brewing, as well as com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and
1: College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.